Stand Up For The Truth is sponsored by Lakeshore Communications Incorporated and made possible by your generous tax-deductible donations at StandUpForTheTruth.com slash donate. This is Stand Up For The Truth, a packed hour of challenging discussion addressing important issues and topics affecting Christians across the nation. Join the conversation via email at comments at StandUpForTheTruth.com. Now, David Fiorazzo. Good morning, brothers and sisters in Christ, the remnant. Welcome back. Thank you so much for being on Stand Up For The Truth and for sharing our podcast on social media. I can't wait to get to the guest we have today, Doreen Virtue. So great testimony, and we'll introduce her in a minute. Father, thank you for giving us your word, the truth. Thank you for giving us discernment through your Holy Spirit. We praise you, Lord, that we can know the truth and that we can have a relationship with you. We can pray to you. You hear us. What an amazing God. And thank you for allowing us to hear from you through your word. We pray in Jesus' name that you would encourage anyone who might be questioning the truth of Jesus Christ or questioning where they're at in regards to their relationship. We pray that you would speak to their heart this hour, that you would draw them to you in Jesus' name, that you would use them to go and bear fruit that would last. And I pray that you do that in our lives. We lift up Doreen to you. We pray for your protection in her life from the enemy and also provision and just continue to use her to shine the light of Christ and point people to you. We thank you for providing for our ministry as well in our fundraiser we had last week. We praise you for your faithfulness. In Jesus' name, amen. Today's guest, we welcome Doreen Virtue, former best-selling New Age author, now believer in Christ with an amazing testimony. She was raised in the heretical religion Christian science and then went on into the New Age movement for 58 years in that deception, not knowing there's anything wrong with it. Doreen became the top-selling New Age author at the top-selling New Age publishing house. Uh, She seemed to have everything the world desires, yet she was still seeking the truth. When Jesus called her out of the New Age, Doreen began studying the Bible, and she got to Deuteronomy 18, 10 through 12, and she realized that she was a sinner in need of a Savior, and she was leading people astray. She surrendered her life to Jesus Christ as her Lord and Savior and left the New Age. She's denounced her previous New Age work and does not use any cards or New Age practices. So Doreen today holds a BA and an MA in counseling psychology from Chapman University, and she's also three-quarters of the way through earning her MA in biblical and theological studies from Western Seminary in Portland and Seattle. She's in seminary to learn how to rightly divide the Word and to learn how to encourage other women to study the Bible. Doreen Virtue, thank you for coming on Stand Up For The Truth today. It's my honor, David. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. I want to start right at the beginning. First of all, we had Stephen Bancars on a, a year or so ago uh, about his book, The Second Coming of the New Age, and heard his testimony. Yours sounds similar to his, but you were mm-hmm. immersed for a couple more decades, I think, even than Stephen. Would you please share how you were so popular and famous in those circles, and you were a best-selling author, You wrote about angels and everything to do with the New Age. So please share. Don't leave any important details out because our listeners really need to know that God can reach anyone. So go go ahead, please. 
Yeah, I am um, definitely a poster child for don't give up on anybody because um, I was completely spiritually blind. As you said, I was raised Christian science, which is heretical, and um, and then went right into the New Age and just was uh, researching all the New Age uh, topics, and then I started teaching about them and writing about them, and I made um, these cards called angel cards that were loosely based on tarot, um, but without the kind of jarring symbols. They had angel pictures. So they looked innocent, but they were they were not. I hmm. I was thinking that because angels were in the Bible, they were safe, but they were, they, these were Second uh, Corinthians eleven fourteen, the devil masquerading as an angel of light. Hmm. And I have repented. I deeply regret that I ever made them. And I know God's using all this for his glory, but a long story short, I I became the best-selling New Age author in the world, um, and um, and I'm not bragging. It's, statistically, that's what I was, and I was being flown around the world with my husband, first class, um, staying in penthouse suites. We had a big 50-acre ranch in Hawaii. We were making just tons of money, but spending it as fast as we could, you know, get it on in designer clothes and fancy vacations and things, um, and. Uh, and so I thought that that's what we'd be doing the rest of our lives. I'd, I would walk into uh, a convention center where they'd have mind-body-spirit festivals. I'd be the keynote speaker. There'd be thousands of people sitting in chairs, and they'd give me standing ovations. And afterwards, at the book signing, they would tell me, oh, you're an angel. You've saved me. You've, you've helped me so much. And, and so I was really confused because a lot of the people standing in the line to talk to me had crosses on their necks or crucifixes. Um, and so they were professing Christians and, and professing Catholics and saying that, that my work was helping them. So I really had this delusion that I was helping God hmm. to save the world. It was just <laughs> crazy thought. Um, but uh, I just... Uh, because I was a universalist, and I believed and I taught that all paths lead to God in heaven, um, I would listen to um, cross-religions, um, you know, different world religions. So I would listen to Christian radio all the time. In the 90s, I would listen to Chuck Smith almost every day on Calvary Chapel Radio, and, huh. and I'd listen to the entire Bible on audio in the 90s, and, and I went to a Methodist church with my children to do Bible study, so I was really exposed to the gospel, but I was also going to see Hindu gurus and Buddhist gurus and Native American shamans, and I was just hungry to learn about all the different religions. Um, and so that's what really kept me spiritually blind, is that I was looking for commonalities instead of... Um, I wasn't listening to what Jesus was saying. <laughs> He's the, the way, the truth, and the life, and no one gets to the Father without him. So um, fast forward, Jan January of 2015, I was listening to Christian radio as usual when driving. It was Christian Satellite Network. And uh, Alistair Begg came on. He was one of my favorites. And, you know, like I said, I'd heard the gospel, but it hadn't affected me. So this day, it did. I got pierced by his sermon called Itching Ears. You can still listen to it on his Truth for Life website. And it was about Second Timothy 4, about in the end times, people will want their itching ears tickled mm. with false teachings that make them feel good. And as he was describing the false teachers, David, it was like he was describing me to a T. Wow. And 
And it, it just convicted me for the first time ever that I was a false teacher. And I went home, because I was listening to it in the car, I went home and I told my husband um, that about you know listening to this, and that I said, I think we need to go to a real, regular Christian church, because we'd been going to Unity, um, which is Universalist and New Age. And he said, sure, let's go. So we didn't know what denomination to go to. We were, you know, just biblically illiterate. So we ended up um, at an Episcopalian church because the people were nice. That was our litmus test. And and they were inclusive, so we thought that was important. And so we got involved for two years at the Episcopal Church. And they they were very nice to us. Um, But looking back, you know, there's some serious issues with them. And I pray for them because I love the people there. Hmm. Um, but during the time that the Episcopal Church was when I started on my own reading the Bible daily. And as you said in my intro, when I got to Deuteronomy 18, 10 through 12, it was just like with the Alistair Banks sermon, it was like reading a list of what I was doing in the New Age with divination and, and mediumship and fortune-telling and interpreting signs and omens. And I... And then I read that in Deuteronomy it said that people who do these things are an abomination to God. Hmm. And it just floored me, David, because I had, like I said, this illusion that I was helping God because I seemed to be making people happy with my teachings. Exactly. And to read that I was the opposite, that I was detestable to God, that I was an abomination, I I dropped to my knees right then, and I was I, I just said, God, I didn't know, I didn't know, I'm so sorry. I, for about three days, I was just a puddle of tears and repentance. Wow. And, um, just, I, and I finally said to Jesus, I don't know what I'm doing. Hmm. Please just take over the wheel, take over my life. And that was late 2017. I don't know the day because I didn't know the term or the, the process, but that's salvation at the time. Um, so probably September of 2017, mm-hmm. as best as I can recall. Um, and... And so then my husband and I moved. We, I got fired from my New Age publisher. And like you said, people are, uh, it makes me so mad they're still selling the products. And now the, this printer in China um, is selling them bootleg on eBay and Amazon. And, you know, I don't get any money from that. I get, a, uh, I, just in transparency, I get a little teeny bit of money from some of the old products only because I've got taxes that I still have to pay yeah. from back then. Wow. And so it goes right from heretical products to the IRS, so I don't feel too bad about that. Um, and and so I, I left, my husband and I moved from Hawaii, we moved to the Pacific Northwest, and we became Baptist. So now we are under a really solid Reformed Baptist um, pastor, and as you said, I've been going to seminary at Western. And, Praise God. Um, and just and then uh, after this, I'll be going to um, the uh, Covenantal uh, Baptist Theological Seminary. Just just because I need guardrails up and I need to be Absolutely. supervised. Absolutely. After a, a lifetime of deception. Yes. Well, Doreen, a, a couple follow-up questions. When you were sharing, one thing that you said, you came across uh, Deuteronomy uh, eighteen and, and ten through twelve, but. Is this is very fascinating to me when it comes to how God reaches people, because 
a lot of people, especially in other religions or cults or other beliefs, a lot of people don't believe that's God's word or that the Bible is true. So they might read something like like that and just poo-poo it like, oh, yeah, whatever. But you that really impacted you. Can you explain that? Yeah, well, in, in January of 2017, I, I had the realization that the Bible is God's word. It's hmm. true. Wow. And that Jesus really is the Son of God who really did die for our sins. And that sounds like the basic Gospel 101, but it was a revelation to me hmm. to, to really understand with my whole being is that the Gospel is true. Because in the New Age, as you said, in other religions, they say, well, the Bible, you know, you take it, you take it for a little cherry pick what you want and mm-hmm. let the less go. And then in the New Age, they have videos out that say that the Bible's been tampered with by the Roman Catholic Church to try to manipulate us, and, and they say that the missing Dead Sea Scrolls are part of their manipulation. So in the New Age, you're taught to distrust the Bible. And, uh, and then there's also a lot of New Agers who have a um, distaste for anything they call patriarchal. So for me in January 2017 to just go from that New Age kind of universalist, um, almost pantheistic thinking to a Bible-believing, gospel-believing person was, it was God's hand on me. I mean, I, wow. I didn't do that. Yeah, absolutely. God. But I, I was a weak Christian at that point. I don't think I was saved because I didn't call myself a sinner. In the New Age and in false religions, they say that we are perfect, whole, and complete, that we are Genesis 126 till we are still made in God's image. And they skip over Genesis 3, the fall, and they just want to say that um, God doesn't make anything that's sinful, so therefore we aren't sin. And that's how I was raised, that's how my mom still thinks. So for me to identify as a sinner um, was huge, but I had to do that to be saved. Wow. Absolutely. We have to come to that place to repent and to truly be converted. Um, for we, I think we better identify there's so many beliefs that would come under New Age. It's like a, a collection of beliefs, practices, religions. Like you said, they cherry pick. They take a little bit of Buddhism. They take a little bit of maybe the Bible. They may take mysticism. They take Gnosticism, paganism, witchcraft, the occult meditation, um, sorcery, mind science, and so much more. So the New Age, uh, how would you define it or describe it to our listeners? You're absolutely right. They, um, they, they appropriate, is the word I would use, huh. um, all these different cultures and blend them into, they call it a spiritual buffet, <laughs> like a buffet where you say right. a little of this, a little of that. And so they will blend all these different world religions and some biblical verses um, that are about prosperity gospel, chiefly. You know, they, they like, and they, and they also twist, be still and know that I am God, that it refers to you, the person saying it, that you are God. Hmm. So really heretical, scary stuff, and um, I just praise God that he opened my eyes, and my husband's eyes at the same time. I should add, because my husband was a New Ager. Oh, my goodness. Now, that's huge, Mm because I'm sure you've heard from a lot of people, a lot of maybe former New Agers, that 
are unequally yoked. They have a spouse yep. who is still trapped in that. Um, sh- could you share a story or two from people that you've known that contacted you about that? Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I just point them when they are unequally yoked. Most of the people who contact me, 99% of them are women. So I point them to hmm. First Peter. And First Peter, of course, um, has great advice for wives who are saved, uh, living with an unsaved husband, that we are to... Um, to exemplify, to model the gospel, and to be lifestyle evangelists for our husband. Right. And, of course, God hates divorce. So yes. um, before I was saved, I, I feel so bad for my children especially. I was, I was divorced and remarried, and some people say, well, then you're an adulteress. But we've repented, and we've had solid um, Christian leaders tell us that we shouldn't get re-divorced just because that's considered adultery, as long as we've repented and it happened before we were saved, that God is forgiving, as Jesus said, of all sins, except for the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. Yes. Um, the, I'm going to just read. There's First of all, when we come back, I found a great article on your website from six months ago, 10 Guidelines for When Jesus Calls You Out of the New Age. We're going to post that in the podcast notes. And if you're listening and you have some New Age tendencies, I mean, I don't know, so many things, rocks, crystals, oils, yoga, meditation. You go down the list of so many things that have seeped into the church, Doreen, and I know you've interviewed many people about, including uh, Elisa Childers. So we're Mm -hmm. looking forward to talking about your article. But I came across this condensed uh, statement. It says, The New Age movement is a class by itself. Unlike most former religion, it has no holy text, central organization, membership, formal clergy, geographic center, dogma, creed. It's a free-flowing spiritual movement. Practitioners who share somewhat similar beliefs and practices, which they add on to whichever former religion that they follow. So what that's saying is you can be a part of another religion or go to a different church and still be a New Ager, which I find to be fascinating. Well, I mean, to some degree, they, they, they call themselves very inclusive as New Agers, but it's very much like the, you're seeing in the press with the woke crowd. <laughs> they're, they're, they're tolerant as long as you agree with them. Right. So, so as a New Ager, um, you would only be allowed to quote um, any passage that's about love, and of course, out of context, mm-hmm. if you were going to try to blend Christianity with New Age. So uh, it's, it's not the gospel. They do not allow the full gospel in the New Age. Um, and there is a book that is central to most New Agers called A Course in Miracles. Yes. It was popularized by uh, Marion Williamson, popularized it. And it is a book that I read for 20 years, and it really, um, it, it corrupted me, and mm. it corrupts a lot of people. It's, it's supposedly channeled book of what Jesus is, is saying to explain what he really meant in oh, the Bible. Right, interpreting. And I know, it's horrible, and it's about 800 pages long, and it's got a daily devotional where you meditate on his, you know, the devil's words, not Jesus. And it says that, there's no such thing as the crucifixion. It was a metaphor. Wow. There's no such thing as sin. The only devil is the human ego, and that all that you need to do to be saved in this world is forgive. So see how it, it I mean, forgiveness is something that our Lord taught, but it, they twist and, and, uh, and add truth to lies in A Course in Miracles. Wow. And 
almost every New Ager that I was involved with was studying that book. Um, I got it from my mother, who is still, unfortunately, a heretic, mm-hmm. and and um, and I say that with love. Well, yeah, <laughs> we pray for her. She lives with us, and we we share the gospel with her, and we just trust that God, in His divine timing, if if she's His elect, yeah, uh, He'll save her, and uh, we pray that she's elect. Uh, but anyway, the Course in Miracles. We'll talk to a lot of professing Christians who read it, uh, or who read the heretical Jesus Calling book. Yes, which are insane that they are a so-called Christian book. They're not. They are identical to the New Age books I wrote that purport to be from God and Jesus and the angels. And the way you know that is because they contradict Scripture. Yes. All you have to do is compare what the, the Jesus Calling Jesus says with the Jesus a real Jesus who's recorded in the Gospels and the Book of Acts, and you can see that he, he contradicts himself in the Jesus Calling books, which is impossible because he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. He cannot, absolutely cannot contradict himself. So Jesus Calling books just make my blood boil because they're New Age pretending to be Christian. And I thank you for writing this article, Say No, to Jesus Calling, New Age Channeled Books. Uh, Doreen, we've got to take a break already. That went by so fast. Um, But I do want to pick up one thought of what you shared about the Course in Miracles when we come back. Also, we're going to look at those uh, 10 guidelines for when Jesus calls you out of the New Age. More with Doreen Virtue on Stand Up For The Truth in just a minute. Your monthly financial support of StandUpForTheTruth.com is needed and appreciated. Now, back to today's Stand Up For The Truth with David Fiorazzo. Welcome back. Our special guest today, Doreen Virtue. Her website is DoreenVirtue.com. You've got to check out her testimony, which is just a nine-minute video. It's on her YouTube channel. We've got that linked at StandUpForTheTruth.com. Before we go on, Doreen, to the 10 guidelines for when Jesus calls people out of the New Age, you mentioned about The Course in Miracles. I didn't read it. I've heard so much bad about it. I skimmed it. I've, I've read about it, about what other reputable people have said about it. But I didn't know that she actually did not believe the res- or the crucifixion was a real event that actually took place. Is that accurate in saying that? Yes, that's correct. Um, she taught that it was a metaphor. Mm-hmm. And, and so... She she just she completely twisted yeah. the crucifixion, but that was something that is very popular belief in the New Age. Wow. Uh, there's a video out called Zeitgeist that also popularizes what the New Agers believe is that the crucifixion was um, appropriated from Egyptian and Sumerian mythology, wow. and that was put into Christian um, beliefs. And, and New Agers are so phobic of being controlled, and so they think that this whole thing is set up um, and, and taught so that, you know, people will be controlled and, and that the Roman Catholic Church will get their money and their membership. So there's just real strong defenses against wow. the gospel in the New Age. Okay, I, I definitely want to just say it, take a minute or two and just, just clarify. Just First Corinthians 15 Paul hands down the gospel that he received, 
that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures. And then it goes into several verses of, and Jesus appeared to so-and-so, and he's naming names. And so th- these people would have been enemies of the Jews if their names were out there as seeing Jesus alive after he was raised from the dead. Anyway, he appeared to more than 500 at the same time. We know there's no such thing as a mass hallucination. Also, um, eyewitness testimony. How powerful is eyewitness testimony? And the fact that outside of the Bible, we call it extra-biblical testimony. Historians, Josephus, and I believe a couple others mentioned either that the crucifixion took place, they mentioned something about Pontius Pilate, they actually found a a tomb or something like that that led back to, to Pilate, and Caiaphas, the high priest, I think they found something like that archaeologically in 1991. There's evidence outside of Scripture, and plus the eyewitnesses, and to say, and plus the Jews made up a lie. Though they just tell the disciples, tell them the disciples came and stole Jesus' body. Well, they just admitted that the tomb was empty. Anyway, Jesus was crucified. It was an actual death. He was in the tomb for three days. I just get frustrated when I hear so many people falling for this deception, Doreen, and I'm sure you do yes. too. I can't imagine yes. what else is in the Course of Miracles, but if you want to wrap up a couple thoughts on that deception, Course in Miracles, and then we'll move on. Okay, well, if anyone is reading A Course in Miracles, um, I have a video on my YouTube channel called Why I Threw A Course in Miracles Away <laughs> that really goes into comparing what the Bible says against the Course. And you have another one called Why I Quit Selling Essential Oils. I think we should touch on essential oils, crystals, and yoga, if you would. Absolutely. Oh, yes. So when I left the New Age, and, and I lost it all, I just want to say. I mean, we had just enough money to make a down payment on a house in the Pacific Northwest that would house my parents and my husband and I and my mother-in-law. So it's like it was like a duplex, triplex house. Um, but we, we lost everything, including family members who no longer speak to us and friends. And, and so I had this, in just this fantasy that I would now shift into Christianity being completely biblical. <laughs> I just, I thought that I, all that was behind me, the mind, body, spirit festival stuff. And I was shocked, David, to find that in some churches, the mind, body, spirit festival products are still there yes. and being used. And so essential oils is tricky. The, the devil is just, he's an evil genius. Hmm. So of course we know in the Bible, distilled oils are in there. I mean, we see them throughout the Exodus. We see them even using distilled oils and anointing and healing. But essential oils are sold by um, New Age companies like Young Living and doTERRA, and you, you know they're New Age because they, they talk about the vibrations. That's a New Age keyword to watch out for, vibes or vibration of um, these, these oils. And they also promise um, that if you buy a little bottle of, of um, oil called Abundance for $50, that you will manifest or attract abundance. Wow. That is something that witches do. Not, it's beyond New Age. It's a cult and witchcraft. Yes. You can go on. I, I invite anyone who doesn't believe me to go on Etsy, E-T-S-Y dot com, and type in abundance oil, and you'll see dozens and dozens of witches' Etsy pages come up selling oil blends that promise to give you abundance. It's a spell. And so um, New Agers 
love essential oils because they believe that there's a power apart from God, so it's idolatry Hmm. in these oil blends. Christians should have nothing to do with oil blends that promise forgiveness, joy, all these false promises of these New Age companies. There's nothing wrong with essential oils. I use them for fragrance and cleaning. Okay. Um, Lavender oil has been shown scientifically to relax children. Great. But we can buy them from non-New Age companies. We don't have to spend $50 for a tiny bottle or get involved with MLMs with false promises. So don't get me going on oil. Okay, (laughs) well, thank you. And I'm just going to direct people to the video that you did late last year on why I quit selling essential oils. Um, You also have another video out there on your YouTube channel called Crystals and Mm -hmm. New Age Deception. At the last church I went to, um, there was a really, really nice young uh, Christian woman that had a you know, small family, and she was doing this on the side. She was selling these crystals, and she believed in the energy of them and the positive things, right? Would you please clarify yep. just some basic points on your concern about crystals? Okay. Again, um, crystals are in the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, and God made crystals. That's where people get confused. But it's how they're used that goes into idolatry. And what she was saying, that crystals will give you something. Whenever the the key word vibration, vibes, or energy, you're getting into New Age territory. Hmm. um, Because that's what New Agers, they worship positive energy, and they're phobic of negative energy. Um, That's their god. That's their goddess. Hmm. And so crystals, if we see them as having a magical... uh, um, power apart from God, that's the definition of idol worship. And that's when we break the second commandment. We're putting another God before our God. What we, we can use crystals like we would a bouquet of flowers and say, this is general revelation. God made creation. He made these beautiful crystals. They're decor in my house to remind me of God's miraculous nature. Hmm. That's fine. That's not idolatry. But if you say, I've got the crystals in my house to ward off negative energy, that's bypassing Jesus, who is the one who casts out demons. Wow. And it's going into New Age occult witchcraft. And so um, the same with wearing necklaces. Um, Be careful, sisters who are wearing crystal necklaces, because you could become a stumbling block for other people who think that it's okay to wear a symbol that's a New Age symbol. This mm. is something that I, I talk about in my um, my video on crystals. It's a short video, but it gives examples of New Age jewelry that Christians should not be wearing. Thank you. Uh, Doreen, I think you, you summed that up wonderfully. And I think, you know, if you're listening and you're upset by something that Doreen said, you're challenged by something, maybe because you are still dabbling in some of this, Uh, Take it to heart. Go look it up for yourself. Go check out her videos and get more information on it. And go ask your pastor or someone else that might be able to guide you in this area because this is very important because we are not to give the devil a foothold, an opportunity to to come into our lives in any way. And deception is so rampant out there. Um, We might as well ruffle some more feathers, Doreen. Uh, Let's talk about yoga before we get to the guidelines for when Jesus calls you out of the New Age. 
Uh, there's kundalini or serpent power. There's I've heard it called chapel yoga when they do it in a church, holy yoga or Christian yoga, and there's videos I know on your uh, YouTube channel on each one of these. Could you please uh, just share your experience about yoga and why we should avoid doing it and calling it Christian? Thank you. Um, I want to address something as I'm diving into this, that I'm often accused of being legalistic when Mm. talking about this. Good. I just want to say that I know we're not saved by our works. We're not saved by our works. We're saved by God's grace through our faith in Jesus as our Lord and Savior. Mm. So I'm not saying that these works are uh, salvific or not. What I'm saying is that Jesus said, if you love me, you'll obey my commandments. So this goes back to the second commandment of no idolatry. And yoga is um, it's, it's rooted and grounded in Hinduism. Each of the yoga poses are a worship bow to a Hindu deity, a pagan god, pagan goddesses. Even the the Warrior One, Two, and Three series is a worship of the of the demon called Virabhadrasana, hmm. and so it's it's horrible idolatry. And people will say, "Well, I can redeem it by putting scripture on top of it," and they uh-huh. say, "I'm just stretching. It's just exercise." Yeah. I've heard all the excuses. Yeah. You know, I would never ever in my whole Christian heart, I would never worship a Hindu deity. Oh well, you are with your body, and the. You know, look at Genesis. Um, uh, look at Ephesians five eleven. We should we have we should have nothing to do with darkness, but we should instead expose it, which is what I'm doing. Amen. Don't don't kill the messenger here. Um, it, even the people in India who are Hindus are shocked that American Christians are doing yoga. They're saying, "What in the world? Why would they do our religion?" So it's it is. They're, the whole yoga industry will tell you that it's fine because they make money off of this. They make millions of dollars off of this. So, of course, they're going to manipulate and justify and lie for you. But I, I ask anyone who's doing yoga, go to the Holy Spirit. Yes. Go to the Holy Spirit and pray for Him to reveal the truth and to give you wisdom mm-hmm. about whether doing so-called holy yoga is, is something that a Christian should be involved in or not. You know, 1 Corinthians 8 talks about redeeming meat um, from idolatry, but it's, it's, it's not talking about um, it in, a, in a way that yoga's done. We can't twist that scripture to justify doing a pagan practice. We absolutely cannot. It's about redeeming people, not the meat itself. And we, we just have to be really honest with ourselves in the Holy Spirit because there's so much New Age in the Church, David. There is. That it's, it's overwhelming. I mean, we could get into the Enneagram, which people are going to just really be livid about. <laughs> that, that was a product, that and the Myers-Briggs were, were rooted and grounded in occult um, teachings. I've got videos and articles galore on all this for people who are convicted enough to check it out. A lot of people write me off and say, oh, she's, she's just a legalist, you know, she's She's this and that, or um, but I've researched all of this, and I've lived as the top-selling New Age author. I know New Age, and now you know with my seminary and and Bible education, I can spot a fake. I can spot um, the New Age that's trying to disguise itself as Christian. Yes, and I think you brought up a really good point. And my question is, why do you think discernment is seemingly lacking in the Christian church. Otherwise, New Age beliefs, practices would not be infiltrating the church. 
Well, definitely, we know that it's because people are not reading their Bibles. The studies by Pew Research, by Ligonier, show that, like, what, 5% of Christians have read the whole Bible? Wow. Unless you've read the Bible, you don't know what God wants, what Mm. He, what He commands us to do. So reading the Bible daily is just, it's, it's not even optional. We have to do it. And also because pastors are being so, seeker-friendly and not sharing the whole gospel and not talking about the seriousness of sin and the need for repentance and turning away from pagan practices. So I just think that the flock isn't being fed enough. Hmm. Um, I want to say that for those who are doing yoga, please check out my video from a former holy yoga teacher named yes. Caitlin Engelbert. Um, she's got an Instagram page, if you don't want to look at the video, Caitlin Engelbert is also on YouTube, and she's got a channel that's called Non-Yoga Stretches. So for people who like to stretch, good. Caitlin knows how to stretch without going into the sun salutations, which are the dangerous poses. Okay, thank you. Why I Quit Holy Yoga. I remember watching part mm-hmm. of that video, actually. Uh, thank mm-hmm. you, Doreen. Um, one more question before we have to take another break, um, and then we've got like two minutes. Um, I've written a little bit about this and written about uh, the the Unity School of Christianity, uh, Mary Mm. Baker Eddy, um, occultist Helena Petrovna Blavatsky, I think, if I remember her name right, and and others, Alice Bailey, uh, the United Church of Religious Science. But when I got to the 1950s, I was trying to figure out how did um, TM become so, or, or yoga, or these... Mm-hmm. Practices come so become so popular or accepted maybe, and kind of made it over transcendental meditation made it over to America, and I just wonder what your take on this is because I have to go back to the Beatles when they took their trip over there and yeah. were working with this Maharishi Mahesh Yogi guy. Can you mm-hmm. can you share a little bit on how how you think or what you know about yoga and these other practices coming to America? Well, I mean, it's all the devil. He's an amazing marketer. I know that because he was marketing me when I was in New Age, and he's the reason I became the top-selling New Age author. So it's all the devil working through people. But Mm. there's this illusion of coolness, because yoga makes you lose weight and makes your body look very sensuous. Mm. And a lot of women are getting their um, self-identity. Instead of that I'm a child of God as a saved Christian, their identity is, oh, I'm a size 6 or I'm a size 4. And so that's part of it. Um, And also TM, in this crazy world, instead of turning to prayer and the Bible and casting our anxieties upon the Lord as we're commanded to do, people want to use Eastern meditation to empty their mind. Contemplative prayers is in that same category. And they think they're going to get peace through that way. But the only way through peace, as we know, is through our Lord. Mm, Amen. In Him we have peace, and in Christ alone. We've got uh, a minute and a half left. I found a quote from a New Age leader. Uh, I think his name is Dick Stufen. I don't know if you've heard of him. Mm-hmm. But, but he yeah. said, one of the biggest advantages we have as New Agers is once the occult terminology is removed, we have concepts and techniques acceptable to the general public so we can change the names and open the new age door to millions who normally would not be receptive. So there's another answer of how they get it into the church. Um, uh, One more minute left, Doreen, your closing thoughts on this before we get to your uh, article on guidelines. Yeah, 
I, I encourage people to go to my DoreenVirtue.com website. It's not monetized, so you don't have those pesky ads. Um, if anyone has heard about the vision that I had before I was saved, I don't have visions anymore. It explains um, how Chris Rosebro and Justin Peters helped me to see the truth about that vision. And uh, also, there's lots of articles and blogs on DoreenVirtue.com for anyone who needs or wants more research. Great. When we come back, 10 guidelines for when Jesus calls you out of the new age. More with Doreen Virtue in just a minute. Thank you for listening and sharing today's show via StandUpForTheTruth.com slash podcast. Now, back to Stand Up For The Truth. Here's David Fiorazzo. We're back with Doreen Virtue, our final segment. And boy, we've been talking about so many important topics and just things that you need to check out. We need to be discerning as believers. The Bible says, test all all things as Christians. And uh, Jesus, how many times did he say, do not be deceived? Um, Doreen, you've got a book that just came out last year. It's called Deceived No More, How Jesus Led Me Out of the New Age and Into His Word. And I would love for you to share just a little bit about that, and I will put that link in the podcast post today. Thank you. Yes, the book came out in June 2020, and uh, it's my testimony of how uh, I became the best-selling New Age author in the world, and how Jesus pulled me out of it, and just the extrication from the New Age. It was, it, you know, I'm not going to sugarcoat it, it was painful mm. um, to leave my friends and my family and um, every, my life, my whole life behind. At age 50, 58 was when I was really getting called out, 59 was when I left the New Age, I'm 63 now. Um, and so, as a senior citizen, <laughs> top of everything else, to be pulled out, it was wow. it was crazy. Wow. But then I, I I I wanted to give inside information for people who are following New Age teachers and may not know it. So I give the 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 back story and the inside information of these um, New Age the business of New Age. It's it's a it's a billion dollar industry. I don't know the exact numbers, but. People think of New Age um, authors and publishers as being altruistic compared to, like, the televangelists. Mm. Um, but there's, there's, it's a money-making machine. Yep. The New Age is all about pushing uh, online workshops, pushing products, pushing um, certificates, pushing books, and just push, push, push. It's not altruistic. It's a business. Yeah. And I go into that in the book, and I also talk about um, in the back of the book, there's resources, including a whole list of New Age terminology, what it means, the definitions, and what to watch out for, and, and also how to evangelize to your loved ones who are lost in the New Age, and what not to do and what to do. So I tried to pack it with everything possible. Unfortunately, it includes two pages on this vision that I had before I was saved okay. in January 2017. Um, I used to have visions of Jesus and angels my whole life, you know, because I was raised in this demonic religion, Christian science. Um, and I don't have visions anymore, but I had put this this vision in the book in Chapter 9, the first two pages, um, because it, it didn't save me, but I it happened at the same time as me realizing, as we discussed earlier, I realized in January 2017 that that. Jesus is the Son of God who died for our sins, and that the Bible is real. And that was huge for me to realize that. So I thought the vision gave me that information, and that's why I was confused. I had had doubts about whether that really was Jesus I saw or not, 
Um, and I was becoming a sensationist at that point already, <laughs> but, um, but just, I, it didn't understand. So I wrote about it in, in the, the first edition of Deceive No More. It's been taken out now. It's been rewritten because the next month was when Justin Peters and Chris Rosebro patiently came alongside me and counseled me. Wow. As true brothers in Christ. God bless They're them. They're amazing. Yes. To spend the time with me that they did, asking nothing in return. Um, and they finally got me to see that it was two simultaneous events, that the vision was not from God. Um, and like I said, I had doubts about it because it was kind of cartoonish. <laughs> you know, it didn't look like what I might imagine Jesus. Anyway, and then, and then God, at that point, um, unveiled the gospel that I'd already heard because His Word does not return void. Isaiah 55, 11 says that. So I already knew the gospel, so God helped me to unpack it wow. in that moment. Um, it was a spiritual warfare moment. So it, it looks like I changed my testimony about the vision. I didn't. I'm just learning and growing yes. as a new Christian. And so I took it out of the book for the second printings of Deceive No More. Um, the chapter is, is updated. It's already updated on Kindle. Praise and God. I have the updated chapter nine on my adoringvirtue.com website. So thank you. Uh, thank so you. That book. Good. I was going to say thank you for for even being honest and open about that. That's integrity, and that's just admitting that. Hey, okay, I was wrong, and these pastors lovingly corrected me. Uh, you know, a, a lot of us struggle with pride, and we don't like being corrected. We don't like being wrong. But like you said, we're all learning and growing in Christ. Uh, we're yeah. supposed to grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Second Peter three eighteen. So, Doreen, on your website, let's let's go in the remaining time we have left to the 10 guidelines for when Jesus calls you out. So, the reason I want to talk about this, it's some basic principles that most people can apply <laughs> because we yeah. should be on our knees, which is the number one point. We should read the Bible daily, number two point. So just go through whatever is on your heart from this list of guidelines for when God pulls you out of the New Age or any other uh, cult or re religion other than Christianity. Oh, thank you, David. Well, I wrote this, and I made a video on the same topic, so people can watch it or read it. Um, and it really starts with repentance, because that's so key. I think there's a lot of false converts, because they haven't yet sincerely been convicted of their sins. And the New Age just is so defensive about identifying that we're sinners, that mm. we're all sinners. Yeah. In the New Age, if you told me I was a sinner, it would be, have been like you were cussing at me and saying that the worst thing, that I was a bad person. So it really helps to know that we're all sinners and point people to um, Romans 3.23, for example. You know, all have sinned. Um, none of us have done good. No, not one. So just get on your knees and, and just tell God everything. Confess from your heart. Be like David in the, in the Psalms of Lament and just say it all to God. Amen. Um, and then get, you've got to get in the habit. We all do. Of reading the Bible daily, we've got to get back in His Word. Um, and so I always tell people, word before world, Bible before breakfast, get up early, 15 minutes even, read a chapter a day. It doesn't have to be that you're reading uh, a whole book of the Bible a day. And, and get a good study Bible yes. so that you can, as you're reading, you can read uh, at the bottom of the page what, um, what's going on there. Read solid Bible commentaries, same thing. Um, I, I've, I've got so many Bible commentaries <laughs> that I'm used on eBay, uh, and they're just fascinating. Uh, my favorite Bible commentary are the Expositor's Bible Study, 
and um, and I love R.C. Sproul's work. Uh, for those who aren't Reformed, David Gusick has good work. Mm-hmm. Matthew Henry, Charles Spurgeon, you know, all these yes. teachers. And then it's really important to be careful who we watch Amen. as new Christians, or even solid, you know, longtime Christians. Yep. People write me all the time that are watching these Christians who are uh, on TV that are teaching prosperity gospel. So I have a list of who I consider to be solid teachers. Joel Beek, he's so prolific. Alistair Begg, we love him. Sinclair Ferguson. John MacArthur is controversial. Some people don't like him personally or they don't like his theology, but I listen to him. I think his his sermons on marriage are really solid and Mm -hmm. encouraging. Stephen Lawson, one of my favorites, Kosti Hinn. Um, For women, Michelle Leslie and Susan Hack. For those who go to uh, Calvary Chapel, Chris Quintana is solid. So I put a whole list. And then it's super important to get plugged into a solid local church. And michellelesley.com has a search engine on her website where you can find churches near you. I've sent that to so many people. I get lots of letters from people who say, thank you. Uh, I've found a local church. I'm plugged in. And then if you're leaving the New Age, you're going to feel like some sort of freakazoid when you first go to a Christian church, uh, because you might show up initially wearing tie-dye and, and it, clothes from India, you know, the New Age garb, and, and your vocabulary is different when you first are converted from New Age to Christianity. So it's important to join online support groups that are specifically for New Age to Christianity. There's quite a few on Facebook now. Hmm. Um, and then this is really important. It's, we've got to throw away or burn our idols, the false books we've been talking yes. about, like Jesus Calling, A Course in Miracles, um, get rid of, of any cards, any statues of pagan deities, get rid of them. Get rid of all statues that you might have prayed to, by the way, because, you know, you the Ten Commandments. Um, get rid of any apps on your phone that are New Age yes. meditations or New Age meditation music. Um, and then just I bring up in this ten, list of ten things that you're going to go through spiritual warfare. When we're in the New Age, the demons are our best friends. They love us because we're following them. But when we leave the New Age to follow Jesus, that's an affront on the demons, and they're going to really do everything to retaliate and try to bring us back. If we are saved and we have the Holy Spirit within us, I believe that the demons cannot go inside of us. I don't know if you believe that too, David. I believe uh, we, we, can be, we can be oppressed but not yeah. possessed. Correct, yeah, yeah, that's what I believe too. Yeah. Um, so, by the way, I want to thank you for linking to Michelle Leslie's uh, page, Popular False Teachers and Unbiblical Teachers. And then she lists them in alphabetical order. So God bless yeah. her, and thank you for linking to that. I checked that out, and uh, not enough people are aware, and so many Christians follow many of these people that are on this page. So we're going to definitely link to that as well. Doreen, thank you. I'm just checking the time here. As, as part of spiritual warfare, remember, call on Jesus to cast out demons. Don't, tr- Especially if you're a baby Christian, don't try and get in there and wrangle the de- demons yourself. They'll yeah. outsmart you. <laughs> But ask Jesus to cast them out. Put on the armor of God, Ephesians 6. Um, And then number 10, reach out for help. Mm. A lot of New Agers are very isolated. Mm. Um, They they think it's shameful to ask for help. Talk to your pastor, your women's Bible study leader. Um, talk, Talk to mature Christian friends. Ask for help and pray for God to help you. 
Amen. That's excellent advice. I absolutely love the part where you said either throw out or burn your idols or books or you know anything new age that you had. That's it's so important that we just get these out of our house if you've been dealing with any mm-hmm. of this stuff. Thank you so much again for your time today. I think this is going to be a very valuable resource for people. A lot of Stand Up For The Truth listeners do not come from a New Age background, but they most of us know somebody who is into some of these practices, whether it be yoga or crystals or oils or even some of these other religions, you know, dabbling here and there. Um, so thank you for your ministry. I know um, you're, you're still learning and growing like we all are, hopefully. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. thank you for all the hard work you put in. I know those videos, they're time-consuming. It takes preparation. Thank you for writing about these issues. And I want to direct people to DoreenVirtue.com. Doreen, any final thoughts on just to encourage the body of Christ as we continue to try to grow and discern the times? Um, well, I just I want to say an apology to the body of Christ, because I think that one of the reasons I'm out here, um, you know, publicly all the time, while I'm still learning and growing, is because I really know that I popularize some of the New Age things that are in churches, like talking to angels and, mm. and, and vision quests and stuff. So I apologize to the body of Christ for my previous heretical work. I've repented to God and been forgiven. Um, but I will continue to expose the New Age. Um, because I was an insider, I I just I, I pray for God to use me, and I pray that anyone who hears this will be convicted, and will go to prayer for God to give you wisdom, mm, and not immediately reject it. One of the things I want to end with, David, this is so important, is that sure. New Age methods work. They work. The Enneagram works. Yoga works. The essential oils work. But it doesn't mean it's from God. It's like the sor- sorcerers in Pharaoh's court. They were able to mimic God's miracles, yes. but it wasn't from God. So please don't get confused because a New Age method seems to work or seems to bring you comfort or mm-hmm. seems to bring you answers. That's deception. Hmm. Thank you so much for that. Uh, Doreen, we appreciate your ministry. God bless you, protect you, and God willing, we'll talk to you again in the near future. I would like that, David. Thank you, and God bless you, too. Thank you. When we come back, we'll let you know who our guests are the rest of this week on Stand Up For The Truth. Stand Up For The Truth, a ministry of Lakeshore Communications Incorporated. Keep the discussion going on social media. Stand Up WI on Facebook and Twitter. Now, we wrap up today's Stand Up For The Truth. Coming up tomorrow, Dr. Andy Woods, pastor-teacher, Sugarland Bible Church in Texas, and on Friday, apologist and author Natasha Crane. Some heavy hitters next week as well. Remember, if you need resources, go to StandUpForTheTruth.com in the upper left. You will see the word resources right next to upcoming. And by the way, that is our calendar of scheduled guests. There are some changes that need to be made. So there are a few slight changes in the guests coming up, but you can get an idea on who's coming on the podcast the rest of this month. And then uh, the last week before Memorial Day, I'll be taking a little break. So there are some great guests we're going to be playing. Todd Nettleton, Holly Pivik, Dr. Erwin Lutzer, Steve Smotherman, Jake Jacobs. So remember to share us on social media. I know many of us are banned, limited, suppressed. (laughs) They're suppressing the truth and unrighteousness, but that's Romans 1. More on that another time. Anyway, thanks for listening. God bless you. And as always, keep speaking the truth about things that matter.